In this episode, you're going to learn how mistakes that you make might have nothing to do with the music. The mistake is happening somewhere completely different. So after listening to this episode, you're going to have a very clear understanding for how to think about your own mistakes starting right now, today, moving forward into the future. This audio is taken from an actual live lesson between myself and the student, but the student's name and voice has been removed to guard student privacy. We're going to jump into the lesson at a point in time where the student has made a small error within a piece of music that is relatively easy for the student to do. And we've seen this to be a recurring pattern that the student has easy pieces of music and they're making errors. And we're gonna walk through and figure out the reason why those errors are actually happening. Let's take it away. Here's a lesson recording. So let's talk about that because that's, that's a much more pressing issue than anything else we're gonna talk about with. 85. The issue at hand is you're just moving too fast. It's one line of music. It's four measures. You're not slowing down to look at the notes enough to know that you were playing the wrong notes. Of everything I could possibly teach you today about music, pales in comparison to whatever systems you need to put into place to slow yourself down, put some weights on your ankles, like intellectually however fast you're going with when you're learning these pieces and music in general you got to slow yourself down because this is not the first piece this has happened in the past three months right and this is not me like chiding you or anything this is me calling out the most important thing right okay so the most productive thing for us to do right now is to figure out one or two tools for you to use to slow yourself down and to force yourself to slow down. Because look, you have a brilliant mind that moves at the speed of light. And that's such a gift, right? So it's like with every advantage comes slight disadvantages. And you need to just cater to yourself, right? So look, number one, what you could do is you could take staff paper and you could copy it out. In addition to copying it out, you're actually going to speak the names of the notes as you write it out, then on your staff paper, you're going to write the letter names of the notes underneath the staff. So, um, have you ever had in your life any difficulties with uh, reading comprehension or written words? At this point, the student is able to rule out any sort of dysgraphia or dyslexia. We can, we can rule that out. A lot of people oh, have no. dysgraphia or dyslexia. That is a common issue I see with reading music, dyslexia and dysgraphia. I think one more piece of the puzzle, you get a portion of focus every day. And when that portion is gone, it's gone and you cannot get it back. You have dopamine reserves. And when you are dopaminergically depleted, that's it. You're done. So I wonder too, if you have 20 minutes to practice a piano, giving yourself 10 minutes to do some non-sleep deep rest or something first, because then you're actually gonna be really effective in your next 10 minutes, as opposed to trying to maximize time with minimized focus. You can do sight reading test tools and things. The reason why I am hesitating to tell you, no, no, go for it, like practice sight reading, practice sight reading, practice sight reading is, I've done that in my music life, in my early days of teaching, because I was coming out of really, really intense schooling, I'd have my students do stuff like that. And I'm telling you, it's like we all have like a certain amount of focus we have in a day. We all have a certain amount of pain 
we like to take in a day. And motivation is great. And I'm, I'm not thinking for this week because I know you could do it for a week. I bet you could do it for a month. What I'm thinking is like two months, three months. And that's why I'm hesitating to prescribe you like really gung-ho stuff. It's because honestly, in the long, the longer view of things, I think you're going to get a lot more benefit by working on pieces, by being peace focused and working on learning lessons within pieces. And that's, yeah, because uh, I, I, I used to do that exact thing with myself and with my students all that for years, years, everyone got so unhappy and so bored. Everyone got so bored. It works for a week, maybe two. Save the discipline for stuff in your life where you really need the discipline, is, is my opinion. All right, what I want you to try to do is for five to ten minutes at the beginning of your practice sessions, I want you to do NSDR or binaural beats for five minutes. Definitely recommend checking out Andrew Huberman. He's a neuroscientist out of Stanford. And he's doing a really good job of pulling together all the current neuroscience for focus and things like that. But I think that giving yourself a moment to start the flow instead of waiting for the flow to happen while you're working. Because if you think about it, you probably made that mistake the first time you went through the piece and you didn't catch it the first time you went through the piece and most likely you went through the piece just after sitting down and you weren't totally in the flow of things and then you got into the flow of things after you had the wrong thing. So what I'm suggesting is get in the flow first, then sit down at the piano and both NSDR and binaural beats will get you into a state of flow. I think playing around with your master for maybe five minutes every couple days would be good for you. So that's it for this lesson. The problem is the notes are wrong, but that's actually a symptom of an underlying issue. And the underlying issue is the approach to the practice, the approach to the focus, the fact that someone was sitting down to play and they weren't quite focused yet, so they were making a mistake early on, and then they got into the flow of things, and because you assume you have everything right, then you're just reiterating on a mistake you've made already and driving it even deeper into your neural connections and making it stick even more as opposed to playing it right. So I hope part of your takeaway too from hearing this lesson and hearing the way I diagnosed and sort of walked through everything is that when you are practicing for yourself, you think about the mistakes you're making in a more holistic way. You don't just think about them in terms of the notes, but you also think about them in terms of how that mistake is coming to be. Because that mistake might not be coming to be just because you don't know how to read. You might know how to read, but there's other factors that create the mistake. And the mistake is just the symptom of an underlying issue. Thank you for listening to Music Mastery. To get even more free, useful music learning content that you can use right now, click the link in the episode description. I'll see you there.